Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. Welcome to the Insane Things Podcast, where we count down the most insane things that happened this week. Things we've never seen before. Things that could change everything. Let's jump in with number seven. Have you noticed this? Before the last couple of years, the only places I'd hear terms like Satan, devil, demonic, would be in church, and not much even then. But now, they're everywhere. People that I know that aren't even that religious are using them regularly to describe, well, things around us. Does it seem like society has become more demonic, that it has a demonic overtone? There's plenty of conspiracy theorists to jump in and exploit that one for hits and clicks. I've always ignored them until now. The specific conspiracy goes something like this. Our elites, our media elites, worship Satan. They're part of a big cabal. All right, that was a little much, even for me, until this week when CBS, which put on the Grammys, bragged on Twitter that they would feature Satan worship. Here's how it happened. Sam Smith performed his song, Unholy, dressed as a demon. Smith, dressed in horns, bragged that he would be, quote, playing Satan. There will be a lot of devil-type stuff, devil worship in pyrotechnics, like you've never seen, and that Christians would be outraged. Smith performed with Kim Petras, a man living as a woman. CBS, which was promoting the Grammys, retweeted Smith's tweet with, we are ready to worship, exclamation point, as in, we are ready to worship the devil. Now, lest you think this is all because Sam Smith did some song called Unholy, which naturally had demonic themes, you're wrong. This is the second year in a row the opening to the Grammys has been demon-themed. Last year, in a positively demonic performance, Nas X dressed in a gender-neutral way, really more as a woman, he's a dude, um, cavorted on stage with a demon on the big screen behind it, and the dancers feigned sex with that demon. So this is what they go looking for for the Grammys. Is normalizing Satanism making it hip, hot, cool where we're going next is a society i have a funny feeling about this insane thing number six joe biden admits in his state of the union address he's responsible for today's energy crisis that was bad enough but he also spelled out the terrifying direction in which they're going and what's so significant here in this clip i'm about to play you is that he went off script it was not in the official text 
of the State of the Union. Joe Biden admitted they plan, if they can, if they're in power, to eliminate all oil use in the next 10 years. That would devastate our country. Americans will be fleeing to Venezuela, where they can at least eat the rats off the streets. It's that bad. Folks, do you realize 40% of our oil doesn't even go into any kind of machine? It's used to make everything on this desk in front of me as I record this podcast. My mug, my phone, the computer screens, my keyboard, my shoes, all of it. They intend for us to go back to the Stone Age. And he just admitted it. Have you noticed Big Oil just reported his profits, record profits? They invested too little of that profit to increase domestic production. And when I talk to a couple of them, they say, we're afraid you're going to shut down all the oil wells and all the uh, oil refineries anyway, so why should we invest in them? I said, we're going to need oil for at least another decade. And that's going to exceed. (laughs) We're going to need it. That laughter you hear is Republicans. They thought that was funny. And it was so absurd. It was funny. But I'm wondering if there's a real understanding that that's not just a demented Joe moment. That's actually the policy of the Biden administration, of the Democrats. They're going to implement it if they can hold on to power 10 more years. They're not messing around. They intend to totally eliminate oil. Biden economic advisor Brian Deese said a similar thing, that oil would only be around for several more years, but not much longer than that. We need to rapidly hit our climate goals, including a 50% reduction in emissions by 2030. As you do that, you still see a reliance and you still see a maintenance, for example, of of oil in the energy mix. That's something that will be true for the, the next several years. Insane thing number five. Anthony Fauci admits he knew the whole time the COVID vaccine didn't work that it couldn't possibly prevent either the infection with COVID or the transmission of COVID to pretty much anyone in America. What's so shocking about this is it'd be one thing if he said, well, I got it wrong, I thought, but then but then we looked at the data as it came in. No, he admits from the beginning he knew it wouldn't stop the spread, that it wouldn't prevent infection or transmission. So says Mr. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now, don't forget how he turned this country upside down. I'll never forget it. He tore my family right down the middle. I have family members who I didn't see for years because of this man's lies. Because they wouldn't come to my house. They were so afraid of us because we didn't have the shot. My kids asking if those family members would ever come back. And for a long time, he's saying, I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever see them again. That's how much he tore this country apart with those lies. That means the entire time that he was on television encouraging your employer to fire you for not taking the shot, to make you take a shot you didn't need, he knew you didn't need it. He knew it was useless. Now, to be clear in the paper, Fauci's not claiming that the vaccine was utterly worthless just almost utterly worthless he still maintains and this is a walk back too because remember you're supposed to take the shot because if you took the shot Fauci would say well then you weren't going to end up in the hospital well he's even walking that back now he still maintains that in certain specific cases a typical cases but the ones that generally kill you the vaccine serves as a sort of pre-treatment not a great one but a pretreatment. So, okay, if 
The shot only works in atypical cases, the ones that generally kill you. That would mean the shot works less than 1% of the time. Because remember, over 99% of the public would survive it depending on the age group you're in. This is quite an admission. It's a walk back of the last part. There was never any reason for anyone to take this outside of perhaps the very small percentage of people who were elderly and had multiple comorbidities, those at risk of dying for it, which was not 99.7% of the population. You know what that means? That means Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA vaccine that serves as the platform for the COVID vaccine, was right when he said exactly that thing. He warned us that not only would the shot not work, but that if we gave it to the population at large, it would cause variants, wave after wave after wave of COVID. And then it did. The Wall Street Journal has admitted it, that the shot's not only responsible for the waves of variants that we would have never had that ultimately killed more people in wave after wave, um, but even the Wall Street Journal admitted if you took one shot, you were 100% more likely to get COVID than someone unvaccinated. If you took two, you were 200% more likely. Three, 300% more likely. Fauci with these lies literally killed people. We'll never know how many, but it was quite a few. By tricking them into taking this shot. You know why I think he did it? I think they were tripping on the power. I think they needed, I think they wanted wave after wave after wave. At least the Democrats did. And they knew with certainty that what Dr. Robert Malone told us in the beginning, this is how I knew this, why I didn't take the shot. Um, Robert Malone in the beginning told us we'd have a wave of new COVID five to six months after every mass vaccination. And darn if we didn't. Never forget, companies fired some of their best employees because of these lies. People died alone because of some of these lies. And guess what? Dr. Deborah Burks earlier admitted that she lied about the vaccine, too. This is from her hearing with Jim Jordan last year. I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines. But never forget how they were able to get away with these lies. If it weren't for the censorship of the FBI, the FBI acting as a gatekeeper, we know that from Twitter files. I've read every word of every Twitter file release, unlike, say, the people at CNN. And because of Twitter files, we know that the FBI ultimately serves as the gatekeeper for censorship demands, including from the Health and Human Services Agency and the CDC. So... Listen, there were tons of experts, including the very man who invented the mRNA vaccine that Fauci now admits he knew from the beginning wouldn't do anything he told us it would. Those people could have cleared this up real fast. The top virologist at Harvard and Oxford could have cleared this up, too. But they weren't allowed to speak because the FBI made sure they were canceled on social media across no less than 15 platforms. It's an outrage. And you got to wonder. If none of this was to protect the public, which we now know it wasn't, what was the purpose? Insane thing number four, not content to just terrorize parents who speak out too meanly at school board meetings against their radical liberal overlords. The FBI has apparently decided to target, well, my entire family. We're traditional Catholics. We reject the Pope and his secular teachings. We're not exactly fans of Vatican II. Apparently, 
That makes me ripe for mitigation. Yup. A leaked internal FBI memo said they need to infiltrate the church to mitigate the threat from radical traditional Catholics. Here's the Orwellian way these FBI freaks, and I don't know what else to call them. This is a freak show. Actually put this in their memo that traditionalist Catholic ideology almost certainly presents new mitigation opportunities. I was raised by traditionalist Catholics. They're the salt of the earth. The best people I've ever known. I've never heard a single racist thing in my entire life. So who are these people? Well, a key sign is that they reject Vatican II and the Pope, the current Pope. That makes you rife for infiltration, for being spied upon. I've got some news for these lunatics. A majority of Catholics would probably tell you they don't support the Pope. 58% of us completely ignored him when he told us to vote for Hillary and voted for Trump instead. At my church, which leans to the conservative side, my dad, a traditionalist Catholic, was absolutely floored when the Pope was in America. It was all over the news. He went to mass with us that weekend and nobody mentioned it. Not the priest. Nobody. Why? Because the Pope is so hated and so controversial by so many of us that the priests just try to avoid mentioning him so as not to enrage people and cause problems. So while you could turn on the television when he's in the country and know he's here, you'd never guess from going to Mass at my church. So if that's the standard, I'd say more than half my congregation, the parish where I go, would qualify for FBI surveillance. What is this, a litmus test? Dear God, don't go on social media and say something negative about the Pope. You might get your own FBI minder. This is completely outrageous. And I'm thrilled that the FBI whistleblower, a former agent who brought this out, is himself a Catholic. He understands this community, too, as well as I do. I grew up in it. They aren't radical racists, prone to violence. They're salt-of-the-earth people. They're the ones who protest outside abortion clinics, the exact last place a white supremacist would ever be. Why? Because 40% of the abortions in this country are done on black women. They have an abortion rate up to five times that of white women. This is not where a white supremacist would spend their time. Why is the FBI suddenly so interested in terrorizing Christian Catholics? There's a good reason. They're enraged. They just got their butt handed to them in federal court when they tried to go after that poor father whose home they raided for merely getting into a shoving competition with a liberal abortion activist who also protested outside the same abortion center. They tried to put him in prison for 10 years. The jury found that amusing. They let him off. The FBI is pissed, just like they were, that parents would dare to question their liberal school board overlords. So they planned to terrorize the church. And they got cut. So they withdrew the memo. But don't kid yourself. That won't stop them. You'll hear about this again in coming years. They'll just double down until people are afraid to say they're Catholic, afraid to criticize the Pope in public, afraid to go to the kinds of meetings and rosary sessions that you'll find traditionalist Catholics at in every church because there might be an FBI minder there. Good God, how did we get here? Remember this story in the coming years because this is an historic moment. This is the beginning of the religious persecution by our government, and it won't end here. Not till we have Republican leaders 
committed to doing more than just having hearings about it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Speaking of hearings, insane thing number three. I've feared this for a long time. You know this if you have listened to the Battleground podcast, that we are right on the precipice. If we're not already there, to our side's candidates being canceled, simply being associated with the Republican Party, becoming enough for cancellation. It already happened in the last election. I went over the study with you by uh, the Media Research Center, how many of the top Republican Senate candidates were simply disappeared on Google, pushed so far back in the search results, pages back, that you could never find their websites, their campaign commercials. It happened on YouTube as well. While the, gover- while the Democrats were front and center, prominent. Now we've learned it happened on Twitter too, which means it's going on in other sites as well. Jim Jordan in the Twitter hearings this week grilled former Twitter liberal and chief censor Yoel Roth about putting visibility shields over certain politicians so that they would know that people couldn't see them or that very few people could see them. Were those labels and therefore that filtering done to any government officials, any elected officials uh, that where the user wouldn't know about? It would not surprise me to know that visibility filtering labels had been applied to the accounts of elected officials. So visibility filtered uh, labels applied to the accounts, but the user doesn't know. Yes, it was not Twitter's practice to notify users. But you think that happened to elected officials and government officials? Again, I couldn't say for sure. That prompted a tweet from Elon Musk, who now owns Twitter, saying about Roth, essentially that he was lying under oath. Here's Musk's tweet. Since he placed many of them there himself, he indeed would not be surprised. And then LMAO, short for laughing my ass off. Okay, funny as that is that he got busted by Elon Musk, it's also terrifying. This is not even censoring for disinformation. This is canceling people for being of the wrong partisan affiliation. When you consider that more than half of Americans now primarily get their news from social media, you're talking about the cancellation of an entire generation of politicians, of an entire party. You're talking about the denial of the fundamental right to run a campaign, no matter how much you raise. It won't matter if you're erased. Finally, insane thing number two and insane thing number one. Insane thing number two was that that balloon was allowed to fly over this country. Even Japan put out a statement warning the Chinese, if you fly it over Japanese airspace, we'll shoot it down. It wasn't hard for them, but it was for us because our president's compromised. Listening to the dozens of interviews I've listened to about this over the last week, I got to tell you, this is what emerges. I paid particular attention to those who know former colonels, generals, uh, top ranking military brass, all of whom said what amounted to this. We watched that thing. It went into the air on the 21st of January. It took off over China, went over a land bridge, and then hit the waters. International first, and then off of Alaska. Since we were watching it, it would have been a relatively simple thing 
to call up the Chinese and simply say, hey, you're in control of that thing. Turn it around and we're going to blow it out once it reaches our airspace. We didn't. As Leon Panetta, former defense secretary and Democrat under Barack Obama, explained, we didn't even have to blow it out of the air. He said we had ways to bring it down. That might actually be a better way to preserve it um, in order to assess what kind of spy capabilities that the Chinese have. Either way, he said, we should blow it up or bring it down. Well, that meant that the Biden administration presented a false dichotomy to the American people. It wasn't blow it up or nothing. There was a third option, bring it down. And a fourth one, tell them to turn it around or we'll blow it down. They didn't choose those for one simple reason. Biden didn't want to make Chairman Xi, the head of China, mad. Why? Because he and the rest of the Biden crime family, including Hangers On and John Kerry, are in the middle of their biggest, most profitable grift ever with the communist Chinese. It involves putting the majority of America's rare earth minerals, most specifically cobalt, off limits to mining, shutting down the single most strategically important mine in the entire country, from which 88% of our cobalt comes, putting it off limits where it is critically needed in our defense industry and our tech industry. So we then have to turn to the Chinese to buy the cobalt. Kerry was secretly over in China cutting that very deal secretly. It wasn't supposed to leak out to buy the cobalt from them. Literally in the same two-week period, Joe Biden was shutting down that mine that contains 88% of our cobalt in Minnesota. What they get paid for that? I don't know. But I bet it was a boatload. This is why they were so desperate not to make the Chinese mad. And this is why that Chinese balloon took off on the 21st when it did. They knew the grift they were all in the middle of. They knew they could do whatever the heck they wanted over America. Which leads us to insane thing number one. The single most shocking comment this week from Joe Biden, and it got almost no play. Remember, at the height of the Chinese balloon controversy on Friday, Joe Biden not only refused to acknowledge it or pull the thing down, he had to be dragged kicking and screaming eventually to do that. No, no, no. On Friday afternoon, at the height of the balloon controversy, Joe Biden, compulsive liar, was speaking to the DNC. He didn't mention the balloon, but he did tell the story again of how he and his best friend, Chairman Chi, who he's referred to as his good friend many times in the past, took a 17,000-mile trip together. Sat around together, just him and Chi, because they're such good friends and business partners in Joe Biden's mind, because Joe is such an important person. Um, and they traveled 17,000 miles together. He told that story again on Friday. Smack in the middle of the balloon thing. It's his way of saying, Chairman Xi is my friend and I am loyal. I'm a high roller. These are the people I roll with. One problem. That story about how Joe traveled 17,000 miles with Xi, it's fake. It's long since been debunked by the Washington Post. And Biden, who truly is mentally ill, told it again at the height of the Chinese balloon scare. I spent a lot of time with Xi Jinping when I was vice president the last couple of years, and Barack asked me to spend time with him. I mean it sincerely. So I traveled 17,000 miles with him. I met with him more than any other world leader, now over 80 hours, 68 of which are in person, just me and an interpreter, and he had a simultaneous interpreter. We were in the Tibetan plateau, and he looked at me and said, can you define America for me? I mean it sincerely, giving my words to Biden. I said, yes, one word. 
possibilities. I give you my word, he says, as a Biden. Yeah, that's usually one of the tells he's lying. When he says, no joke, it's true. No, it's always a lie. And the Washington Post took this apart. They once traveled in the same direction to go to the same thing, 1,400 miles, but not together. Joe Biden is sick. He's not mentally well. And that is what he was saying as Chairman Xi's balloon crossed the country, which leads to the single most shocking thing of the week. The bizarre off-script comment Joe Biden made at the State of the Union address. It wasn't in the speech, but you can see his rage at the American people who made him betray his friend Xi. See, Joe Biden thinks of himself. He's not well. He thinks of himself and Hunter and his family, his circle as high rollers, very important businessmen. Joe Biden has told us he was a football star. He wasn't. He graduated at the top of his law law class. He didn't. He led civil rights marches with famous civil rights leaders. Nope, that didn't happen either. This is his mentality. And Joe sees himself, or desperate is desperate to see himself as an important person, a high roller, a consequential international businessman. And his most important contact business partner is Chairman Xi. After all, Hunter Biden, in a recording on his own laptop, referred to the, quote, spy chief of China as his business partner. This is how Joe Biden sees himself and his relationship to Xi. It's not true. But Joe, again, is not well. And Joe had a moment of abject rage at the American people for screwing up what he thinks is his relationship with Xi. And you can't blame him for thinking he has one. After all, as the New York Post reported last week, the Bidens received at least $31 million in five known business deals. That's big money. That's enough to make you mad. So take a listen to Joe Biden's screaming defense of Chairman Xi in the State of the Union address. Not enough attention was paid to this. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. I freeze framed the video on his face when he said it. There's an absolute look of utter rage that he was forced to down that balloon. He feels like he and Chairman Xi are now on bad terms. They were never on good terms, but Joe doesn't know that. And he was deeply upset that he had to bring that balloon down. This is exactly what Joe Biden meant by that rage. And I guarantee you, all over the world, in intel centers, where they watch the speeches of our politicians and our president, where they interpret them, there were gasps over that. That was an abject display of the command and control Chairman Xi has over the U.S. president. I guarantee you. They've never seen anything like it from the UK to India to North Korea to Russia. They all know what Joe Biden doesn't. Chairman Xi owns him lock, stock and barrel. That Chairman Xi has such control of Biden, our military leaders, everyone around Biden, that he can fly a balloon all the way over the country and then have Defense Secretary Austin tell CBS News and actually tell the world that they had to change their protocols at our nuke facilities, change their activity patterns in our military facilities to keep that balloon from picking up intelligence. We might as well have done a full bow to him. And though nobody would dare say it publicly, in the centers of power around the world, there was a collective gasp 
They've never seen anything like this from America before. Battleground America with Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.